Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. to um this is a, actually a special episode i want to i want to welcome pat back onto the show he's he's back by popping a demand for this uh for this one episode which is a star wars special and hopefully we'll be able to have you back again pat patrick at some point that'd be great i'd love to be back <laughs> you know um unfortunately um you know as as, as listeners will know patrick was actually doing the uh dot two uh reviews with myself and Reisa. But unfortunately, due to a due to a promotion in in his uh, in his day job, he's a he's a member of the uh, of, of 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 the of the Rebel Alliance. Um, <laughs> he's an net swing pilot sort of thing, and he was given a promotion, so you know he he can't can't really be with us as much. But um, just, you know, bye bye the whole net swing pilot sort of thing. You can tell this is a Star Wars special. Uh, we're basically going to d- discuss all things Star Wars, our excitement for the movies, um, and um, our general excitement about the Star Wars comics, movies, video games, and uh, everything else and all else between. So, how are you doing, Patrick? I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for asking, Ian. Okay. Well, first off, um, you know, you, you you're going to have, you know, I've just read that we're going to have the uh, movies, uh, the movie trailer. It's going to be airing this Friday over Thanksgiving weekend. Um, by the time we air this, it will, will, will have um, will, will probably be online. But um, I'm just just going to ask you very quickly: um, is, Are any of those venues near to you? No. Um, the uh, matter of fact, um, some of the uh, people online who've been posting where they're going to happen, I've been reading, have been told to take them down by the studio. They don't want it told where it's happening. They want it to be more of a surprise. Uh, closest one I saw was San Diego, and that's about three hours from where I live. So I'm hoping somebody online will obviously take out their phone, film it, and post it. I'd be surprised if that if that didn't happen. Yeah, I've got a feeling it'll probably end up being online a couple of hours later anyway. Yeah, yeah, and I have a feeling that will break the internet more so than Kim Kardashian's derriere. Uh, yeah, well, so like, um, <laughs> you know, the, thing, the difference is people actually want to see that. Exactly. Uh, whereas <laughs> no, no, no one really wants to see Kim Kardashian's derriere because it gets in the way That's... of a leading football game. <laughs> there has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Yeah, I would love to see it in the theater. I remember um, I paid to see a movie. I can't remember what the movie was, just to see the trailer for Phantom Menace when it came out in '99. God, that must have been a disappointment for you. Well, no, seeing the tra- trailer was really exciting. After the movie, uh, everybody kind of looked at each other like, what did we just see? But I'm, I'm trying to remain optimistic for this new film. Did, have you seen the, the supposed leak footage of uh, the three seconds of the Millennium Falcon? Um, I haven't, to be honest. Um, I've been trying to avoid, um, you know, taking on too much spoilerage. You know, even though even though we, I, I, you know, we run Sci-Fi Pulse, you and I, single-handedly, um, and we have um, a few other upstarts working with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, apologies in advance to uh, Raisa and uh, and Robin, and uh, also Matt, who contribute greatly to the website. Um, I, I kind of, I've been trying to avoid too much spying rage and and also spying spying and get too much for other people, so. The only stories I've really ran 
um, have been mainly to do with the casting, right? Um, or mainly to do with the uh, special effects um, because they're they're not going to be um, as reliant on computer generated. Um, but we did actually run run some costume things a few few months back. You know, for for, for some of the costumes that are going to be, I suppose, are going to be worn in the, in the, in the films, right? And um, it was interesting because they were very very similar to the costumes that were worn in the um, in 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 Jedi and and Empire Strikes Back. So yeah, I'm I'm I am very pleased to see that from a design point of view, they're um, really going for a lot of um, Ralph McQuarrie's uh, designs that were discarded for the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of pretty happy happy about that. I'm also happy that we're going to be seeing X-wing fighters again. I mean, those are some of the coolest ships, you know, the X-wing and Tie fighters. It's so great to see them again. Yeah, and and I don't want to jinx it, but there has been no leaked footage at all about those fighters, except that they're going to be in it. So I'm really happy that that's at least being kept back. That hasn't broken anywhere because I I'm trying not to ruin the movie for myself as well. Yeah, I mean. I've noticed something, noticed slight difference between the X-wing fighters that we've seen in the uh, in the original trilogy and these new ones. The new ones have have a blue stripe instead of a red stripe. Oh, I I could deal with color changes. Mm. I could deal with that. That's fine. I just don't want it to be so different they're unrecognizable. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm I'm fine with the color change. I'm just wondering what the color change is about. Um, you know, if there's some reason for it. Um, might be um, government change because red was rebellion, so maybe blue will be um, I don't know the new the new order. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I mean, so like um, because I think uh, most of the logos for the empire were blue, right? So maybe it's something to do with uh, them being in in power. Yeah, sort of thing. But you know, they're, they're still very cool ships, and it's going to be cool to see the Millennium Falcon again. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, this uh, this three seconds of footage could be from the movie, or it could be a fan made. I mean, computers have gotten so well for people at home; somebody could have made it. It's just a shot of the Millennium Falcon flying forward with lasers firing. So, oh yeah, well, you know, so like, uh, there's also there's also been um, I I actually found some spyingery stuff a while back about um, about how how it plans out, and apparently the Millennium Falcon is no longer owned by Han Solo. Uh, if, say if it's anything. not so. Well, if you know, if the the spyingery stuff I found a while back is anything to go by, it's no longer owned by by Han Solo. It's oh on. no, that's a problem right away. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's a, that's a huge problem. You know. Yeah, that's like uh, that's like taking the Impala away from the Winchester brothers on Supernatural, or taking away any iconic car or vehicle from somebody. You just you just can't do that. Well, maybe they'll do a scene where Han wins it back. <laughs> oh, that'd be great! Yeah, in a Sabbath game, that'd be fantastic. You know, maybe, maybe he lost it in a card game or something. And he's got to win it back. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> you know, because you know, let's face it. Uh, for this film, it's going to have to have done a hang of a lot of it sitting down because of the uh, because of the um, because of foot injury. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's going to be running around too much. Mm-hmm. And certainly not going to be running into doors. No. <laughs> Oh dear, I, I still find that incredibly funny, you know. So like, uh, one one of the you know one of the eighties most iconic action heroes, uh, you know, breaking his foot on a door. Yeah, I'm hoping there's some little throwaway line about that in the movie where he looks at Chewie and says, "We got to fix that door." Yeah, that, that that'd be great. <laughs> um, you know, what have you been watching? Have you been watching the new series Rebels? This is Master Obi Wan Kenobi. I regret to report that both our Jedi Order and the Republic have fallen. In a time of darkness, when fear ruled the galaxy. Move along. This is a restricted area. Heroes will rise. Entering hyperspace. Destinies will collide. Who is that kid? And a rebellion will ignite. I'm going to snuff out this spark before it catches fire. I have to admit, I went in to that series absolutely looking forward to hating it. I was a big fan of the Clone Wars. I was so won over by that series. I was so disappointed when I heard that it was going to be canceled and Disney was going to reboot the cartoon television series. 
and I've been really won over. I've been really impressed with it. I was kind of like the other way. Um, I got bored about a season and a half into Clone Wars because it was all sort of like Jedi politics and uh, and lightsaber badoos and and stuff like that. And you know, I, I prefer I, I preferred it where there was a bit more more um, more to do with blasters and bounty hunters and shady characters. Right. So I, I actually like I actually like Rebels better. Yeah, it seems to be. Um, it it does go in a different direction than Clone Wars did, and that it's. I mean, it's got the Jedi element in it with uh, Kanan and Ezra, but it's not all Jedi all the time like the Clone Wars were. So it's it's different, and I like it. Yeah, and I also think, um, and you're probably gonna you're probably gonna reach out across the uh, across the screen and do your Darth Vader thing here. But I also think that uh, Rebels actually feels much, much more in the spirit of the original trilogy of films. I think so, too. I I agree. I think that's because Clone Wars was like a bridge, because the whole series was pretty... The the, uh, new trilogy uh, was basically, we were all, the fans, I was waiting for um, to see the Clone Wars, and all we got was the beginning and the end. We didn't get the middle. So the Clone Wars was filling the gap between uh, episodes two and three, while this movie is more of a more immediate bridge between episode three and four. And since it's only about, I think it's just four years before or five years before A New Hope. I mean, it's pretty much in line with the original Star Wars. Yeah. Did you did you see the re-edited version of the pilot where they had Darth Vader speaking at the beginning? I just watched that and um, I liked it. Yeah, I, I um, they, they actually they actually shown that over here on Sky One, believe it or not. I mean, they don't even show Clone Wars on Sky One, but that was such a big deal. They actually shown it on Sky One. Wow! Um, so I had to uh, I, I I put it on for a series link, and uh, what I ended up having to do is he ended up having to change the series link over to Disney XD, so if you <laughs> get the get the rest of the series. Right. Sort of thing. But yeah, they they aired it on Sky One, so I, I, I uh, watched it on Sky One and uh I absolutely loved it. Yeah, we had the same sort of thing happen here in the States. They had the uh Disney um X D had it show the first time and then with the extended scene with Darth Vader, they actually showed it on a uh, non cable network channel. It was shown on ABC, which Disney owns, and I was impressed and it got fairly decent ratings for being reshown on uh regular television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a um, you know, it's a it's a really good series. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I, I kind of like Kestra, um, yeah. But you know, my my, my favorite character has got has got to be the uh, has got to be the droid. Oh, Chopper! Chopper! <laughs> that that Chopper! You know, it's all like uh, it seems to it seems to wind up everyone on that crew. Yeah, and again, I mean, I went into this going, oh, this is going to be a poor man's R two D two. He'll never measure up. And brilliantly, in the first regular episode, uh, Droids in Distress, you had R2-D2 meet Chopper, and they actually worked together, and I was impressed with it, and it won me over. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, and that, that was actually an interesting one as well, because uh, in, in that particular episode, uh, both R2 and, uh, and C-3PO were actually under the employ of the Empire. Yeah, well, until until that little twist at the end there, but uh, which was really really well done. Um, yeah, I liked it. I thought, how are they going to pull this off? And and they did. Yeah, I mean, it's it's um, it's, it's a really good series, and I'm really hoping that uh, that as it as it gets into its uh, into the last part of its lifespan, if it runs a couple more years, I'm hoping that we maybe get to meet uh, an animated version of Han or. Or, or even Luke Skywalker before he goes to join. Yeah, now, it's. I'm glad you said that, because at this point in the history, there are things that have always been alluded to, but never specifically stated or aren't officially canon. And it's at about this time that um, Han Solo um, gets into debt to Jabba the Hutt. So it's very feasible that Han and Chewie could cross, cross paths with um, the Ghost crew, which would be great. Yeah, I mean, you know, may, may, maybe, uh, may, maybe, maybe Han and the uh, and, and the Ghost crew could end up sort of like some somehow inadvertently working together. Yeah, absolutely. Or they could be responsible for Han dropping his cargo, and that's why he owes the debt to Jabba, which would be great, great as well. Yeah, that, that'd be a really good twist, sir. Yeah, and and I mean, you've got a lot of characters that could be going around. I mean, at this time, the Death Star is still is almost near completion. I mean, it's. 
it's just four years away from four or five years for being activated, so they could run across the Death Star. Um, you've got Obi-Wan Kenobi on Tatooine, who's given up on Luke, but he's still watching Luke, so you've got that going on. Um, you've got um, Princess Leia, who is literally a princess at this time, a very young teen. She could be involved because we saw her father in an episode. You've got Lando Calrissian running around. You could run into him. Um, there's 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 a lot of opportunities here if the series goes long enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just I'm just hoping we see it because um, you know the 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 original trilogy characters are the ones that I've always loved the most. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. Twentieth Century Fox and George Lucas, the man who brought you American Graffiti, now bring you. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. Star Wars. Here they come. Coming in too fast. The story of a boy, a girl, and a universe. It's a big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. Spectacle, light years ahead of its time. I am C-3PO, human cyborg relations, and this is my counterpart, R2-D2. Hello. It's an epic of heroes. Good luck. And villains. And aliens from a thousand worlds. Star Wars, a billion years in the making, and it's coming to your galaxy this summer. I never really got on with uh, with the prequel characters at all, to be honest. Right. I, I enjoy them, but they're not the ones I grew up with either. I mean, for me, it's Luke, Han, and Leia. Those are the three. Mm-hmm. Well, well, for me, it's Han, Luke, sort of like uh, the, the goody two-shoes that I'd you know, rather shoot in the head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and um, you know, <laughs> it's sort of like... Uh, I, I, just, I just loved Han Solo. As, as a kid, when I seen Han Solo... It was uh, it was like I want to be that guy, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> you know, it, and and it wasn't because he got mayor either. You know, it's just sort of like uh, his whole his whole attitude, right? So right, he's just so cool. Yeah, the whole smuggler thing, and I mean, they've got the perfect opportunity with this series because it's it's about smugglers pretty much running around who will help out when they can, but they're smugglers, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, absolutely, and they're, they're, they're working for some shady characters as well. Right, right. And I, uh, the rest of the crew is really good. I really, uh, the, the breakout character I'm sure that I'm going to see at um, all the conventions will be uh, Sabine, the Mandalorian graffiti artist. Mm-hmm. I could just see girls wearing that costume and boys swooning when they see a girl walk by wearing that for sure. What's the name of the big guy? The uh, the, the oh, alien guy. I can't remember his name. Garazeb. Zeb. Zeb, yeah. He, he's really good. Yes, Zeb is really good. And um, he's another Ralph McQuarrie design. That's what Chewbacca was supposed to look like originally. Yeah, I, I, I got that. Um, I actually got that vibe. Um, and the personality on him is terrific. I mean, he and Ezra are great I mean, they're like brothers, the way they beat each other around and all that. And I, I just love the, the backstory we got on him, on how his whole race is pretty much wiped out. So he's one of the last of his kind. So he's, he's a great character. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, um, I've actually got a couple of uh, Star Wars Rebels X-Wings back here. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like about uh, 33, they're 33 inches. They're, they're really big. Oh wow! <laughs> um, and I, I, I bought them from I bought them wholesale from Entertainment Earth, uh, and I was gonna I tried to sell them at Toy Fair, but um, everyone walking past no I didn't didn't, didn't even get anyone inquiring about how much they they cost, right? Because they were so new at that point. Um, there was one guy that walked past, and uh, he he obviously wanted them, but his wife was going mad with him. She's going, 
Oh, he's not having them. He's not having one of these. He's, you know, he's, you know, our house, we've got a three bedroom house full of this stuff. And oh, yeah. Well, you know, well, you've got more space than me. Help me out. I've got like a one bedroom flat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy yeah. to suck it. To I have to rent a storage unit to hold all my stuff, so. <laughs> yeah. But um, they, they, didn't, they didn't sell. I'm, I'm, I'm yet to put them online. I just need to figure out how much it's going to cost me to mail them right. <laughs> in this country because right. they, they'd be, I, they're huge. I'm starting to see Star Wars stuff moving a little bit quicker than it was even two months ago. Um, oh, and I'm seeing more, more new merchandise start to pop up, especially uh, Rebels-related in uh, stores. And I was at Disneyland all day yesterday, so of course I had to go on star tours and go through the gift shop and wow are they promoting the heck out of that of this series i mean they have t-shirts and magnets and and action figures i mean i they're going in for the big long haul on this yeah well tell, tell me about it i um uh, i bought quite a bit of star wars merchandise to go on the toy fair and um i sold i sold two of the star wars rebels vehicles there and then on the toy fair to the same person Wow, yeah. You know, he, he just bought them, and he, he also bought all, all of my leftover Star Wars action figures that I, that I took with me last year. But huh? <laughs> um, well, I, I listed the one remaining um, vehicle that I had from Star Wars Rebels on eBay, and it sold within the first 30 minutes of it being listed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's picking up steam big time, you know, big so, time. I'm actually looking at Entertainment Earth right now, looking for stuff to order um, in, yeah. ter- in terms of stuff. You know, with with Christmas, because I've actually been oh, yeah. having, I've actually had you know had a really good week on week- weekend on eBay. I've actually uh, I've actually sold an eight pot vinyls and uh, and a Batmobile and a Batman over the course oh, wow. of a weekend. So. You know, it's just, you know, stuff is just really moving right now, but i, I got a feeling that if I had more Star Wars stuff to this, it would probably fly right out the door. Yeah, and they're even starting to put out um, high-end um, Star Wars stuff. They, um, I don't know who the public, who the manufacturer is, but they have these things called um, maquettes, which are like little statues that run anywhere from 8 inches to 12 inches tall, and they've started to issue maquettes for um, uh, Star Wars Rebels. And they're not cheap. I mean, they started about $129 US, but I wouldn't be surprised if they fly out as well from other places. Yeah, they, they, they've got one coming out in March of next year, which is um, of, uh, of Zeb. Right. The, 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 the young lad Zeb from, from Rebels. And uh, they, they got a few things uh, due to out. I mean, it's, you know, it's really exciting to see. It, it, kind, of, it kind of brings back... Memories of, uh, of 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 the seventies and eighties when we we started seeing all this cool new Star Wars stuff come out. Of course, it was way cheaper back then than it is now. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's, it's just uh, it's just really exciting to see. I mean, it's, you know, it's, even last year I was selling some stuff on eBay. They they, they actually did a reissue of the uh, of, of of New Skywalker's uh, Sand Sandspeeder. Oh yeah, yeah. And, you know, within the first uh, 30 minutes of me listing that damn thing, it went. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I believe it. It's really, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's going it's, it's, it's to get, I think it's only going to get worse. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. in ter- terms of the, uh, the frenzied excitement for it. Um, so. Yeah. And it's, it's all leading to the movie. I mean, even, um, what is it, new novels have come out that Disney has uh, uh, rebooted the um, novel franchise series. And basically said, okay, we're starting over now. Our stuff is uh, canon that previous stuff wasn't. So, I mean, that's going to be interesting. I read the first Rebels book. I didn't, I didn't care for it. I'm glad to see that the television series is doing better. But the novel Tarkin just came out recently. Haven't got a copy of that yet, but I want to see what, how good that is. Mm, that, that'd be about uh, Pete Cushion's character, Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah, yeah. So I'm interested to see that because he actually got quite a, bit of, uh, quite a bit of backstory in various novels in the past. And I know there's a novel dealing with um, Luke Skywalker coming out soon, so I'm really looking forward to that. I might actually get Tarkin myself because I'm, I'm a bit short something to read right now. So yeah, I mean it's 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 in all the stores. I mean predominantly displayed, so even the stores are going along with the marketing on this. Yeah, I mean it's um, it's, it's exciting. See, I mean you know there, there was a new Star Wars game supposed to come out this year called Star Wars Battlefront. Right. Yeah, but they 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 uh, as soon as uh, Disney took over officially and took over the gaming license sort of thing, 
it kind it's kind of been pulled and held back. And I got a feeling they're going to release it next year, close to the release of the film. Yeah, the way they've... I mean, these movies are matched up so well with merchandising. Everything's timed. I mean, the comic books, the Marvel version of um, Star Wars comics start up in January. It'll all lead towards the movies and the books and the video games. Yeah. It's got to be tied in specifically. I mean, even watching episodes of Rebels, I was just watching one a little while ago, and I thought the whole time, this is a video game waiting to happen. It looks like a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it, you know, the, the video game that I'm really excited about is, is Battlefront. It's Battlefront. Um, I've seen all the, uh, I've seen quite a lot of the artwork for it and, uh, you know, a few few examples of what it's going to be like and stuff like that. And obviously with me being a PS4 owner, I'm just gagging to get hold of this thing when it comes out. <laughs> You know, because um, so I just love the idea that you know you, you can you can be a you can be a stormtrooper with a blaster, or you can you can be a, on the on the side of the rebels with a blaster sort of thing. Right. But what what I what I particularly love about it is the is a, is a notion that you can also drive the vehicles. Right. You know, which I actually prefer that than the first person shooter. Shooter. Because I, I yeah, um, they they haven't had a lot of vehicle flying games, and I can't remember when. Oh, it's been ages. I mean, you know, the last uh, the last successful series they did, they did, they, you know, they did um, they did Star Wars uh, Rebel Rebel Assault, wasn't it? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, well, that was a while ago though. And I was like in the nineties, and uh, they also did X Wing and Tie Fighter, which were two famous ones for the PC. But right. It seems that um, that that that, that it's gone very much towards strategy games, sort of like. Uh, where 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 they're doing something like uh, having having, having something like Star Wars version of a uh, Red Alert and stuff right. like that, and uh, when it's not a strategy game, it's sort of like uh, you're you're a lone you're a lone wolf of a lightsaber using right. the force and all this all this force, rubbish. The force know? unleashed that came out. They had two yeah. of those come out. Yeah, just just give me a goddamn ship and let me fly it, okay? <laughs> you know, <laughs> let me get, Smug, let me do some dog like riding. a smuggler. <laughs> you know, that, that that's why that's why that's why I really loved in terms of the video games was was flying around in that swing or Y wing or or whatever wing. You know, even a snow speeder. Because I remember <laughs> Star Wars. I remember Star Wars Rebel Rebel Assault sort of thing. Uh, right. Where where there's another way you actually fly the uh, snow speeder, and you you actually have to do the same thing as Luke Skywalker did, where oh, where wow. he fires a high harpoon thing and trips up the snow that trips up the snowwalkers <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, that's just cool stuff, and that's that's sort of like the sort of thing that I love. Right, you know? you're right though. It has gone off to the side. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't brought that back recently. I think they really need to. They 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 need to. You know, they need to sort of like. Uh, you know, find a balance between you know Jedi games where you got where you got the you know the single player going around a lightsaber sort of thing, you know knocking the stuffing out of um, anything that gets in its way, and and the uh, and and the more song like uh, dog fighting that one, you know what yeah. they should they, what they should do, um, and this 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 is going to date me really badly, but do you remember a game coming out back in the uh, in the eighties called Elite? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a David Braben, Braben game. Um, it was came out of England. It was like the first first uh, video game, computer game to use three D polygons sort of thing. Right. And right. Um, it was also it was very much um, an open ended experience. And basically, what it was is you was a smuggler and you you inherit a spaceship and a hundred credits, and you have to go out and. Uh, Purchase, uh, you know, textiles, minerals, farm foods, and stuff like that, and go between different star systems and planets and sell this stuff and buy more stuff and sell it to another planet, depending what 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 the dominant economy is on on any given planet. So basically, you did that to make money, but you could also engage in in piracy. Uh, you could also engage in. Uh, in slavery and um, and smuggling in drugs and stuff like that. I think they should bring out a Star Wars game like that. Oh wow! Yeah, where where where, where it's open ended and you're a smuggler and it's actually written into the Star Wars universe and it's actually canon. Yeah. <laughs> I think they should do that. <laughs> or just run around. I mean, they've done that plenty of times with um, video game characters in the Star Wars universe. Have started to appear in um, books and novels and comic books and stuff. So I, why not? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, sort of like it, it just seems to me that um, the, the, the only true Star Wars games that we've ever really had in terms of things that are actually set within the actual Star Wars universe and, and featured Luke Skywalker was, I think Star Wars Rebel Assault did in, in, in bits because he was the guy who was taking your orders from. Right. Um, but the only other ones really are the, uh, are the video games based on the uh, films that Nintendo did back in the day. And, right. uh, and prior to that, the uh, Star Wars X-Wing game, where, where you uh, where you had to had to uh, fight all the TIE fighters and make the final run on the, on the Death Star and blast it to hell. We are under attack by Imperial Star Destroyers. Begin evasive maneuvers. Launch the X-Wing fighters. I can't think of any other game where you're really flying, except, well, you, you get to fly ships for a little bit on Star Wars Lego, I know that, but... Yeah, but that's Star Wars Lego. That's, that's I just, know. That's just not cool. <laughs> well, it is, it's, it is, but it's, it's for kids, you know? Yeah, but when you blow your ship up, Ian, you can just put it back together again and take off. Yeah, what's what's the point? No, that's not edgy enough. That's not dark enough. It's not real. <laughs> you know, basically, if your ship's blown up, you have to... Um, you know, if you if you survive it, you have to find the money or and buy a new one or steal one. <laughs> that's what they that's what they should do. <laughs> but you know, that, I, I'm I'm sort of just really looking forward to the gaming licenses. But I I, I really do hope that they uh, that, that they they bring back you know the dog you know the traditional sort of like Star Wars dog fighting games, where it's right. you versus I- Tie Fighters. I wouldn't be surprised if you start to see something like summer of next year. They'll start they'll start releasing the games that will lead into this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm I'm just wondering what the what the game of the movie will be like. Yeah, I couldn't even on the spoiler stuff I've seen. I couldn't tell you too much fighter fighter aspects of it. Mm, yeah, because it, it makes me think that the, you know a lot of this movie is going to be set on the planet. It's set on well, if I can believe the spoilers I've seen, and I don't want to ruin it for anybody. There's a there's going to be a couple planets they go to, but this is more individuals. It doesn't seem like it's armies, uh-huh. so I don't know because that is a big aspect of the films. I mean, especially the original trilogy is there's this huge evil empire that everybody's fighting against, and even in the prequels, it's the beginning of this huge evil empire fighting the good guys, army of Jedi and such. And um, I'm not getting an army aspect at all from anything I've read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think what you're saying is a is group of individuals, whereas the original film was a group of individuals as well, wasn't it, really? Yeah, but I mean, I I don't have a clear idea yet of who they're fighting against. I mean, I've had little tidbits that I've seen that could or may not be true, but I still don't know what the big bad guy is. I mean, I guess that's a good thing, but it also leaves me nervous. Like, who are they fighting against and why? And mm, could could it be the uh, the Force Ghost of the Emperor? Like, was um, in that in that comic book series that they ran? Right, right. When um, when Luke Skywalker was temporarily possessed. Right. Yeah. Matter of fact, I have my letter. I have my very first letter in a comic book printed in issue four of that. You do? Yep. I'm I'm in the fourth issue. I'm the very first letter. <laughs> Damn, you, and you've never stopped writing letters ever since. <laughs> nope, nope. That only encouraged me, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, that that's actually, I actually read that uh, not long ago, and it was quite an interesting read because I, I've never really read any of the expanded universe stuff. Um, oh from, yeah, from the, from it's a um, it's it's a good storyline. I mean, clone. I mean, it makes sense cloning the emperor since the that's what the Clone Wars were was all about cloning. But I mean, I I just don't know what the bad guy is going to be. I mean, I've heard I've heard it could be um, a brand new Sith, which I could believe, since all the Jedi were supposedly killed off. So why wouldn't there be a Sith or two running around still? You could have Darth Vader come back. I mean, the spirit of Darth Vader as a Sith could return somehow. So I mean, there's a lot of different ways it could go. I'm I'm interested. I, I, I'm interested as well, but I, I don't necessarily want to see Darth Vader come back. I, I kind of, I kind of get the sense that his story is over. I'm hoping his story is over. Even Lucas said that um, 
he'd intended the the first three movies and then the the prequels to be just the life of Darth Vader and how you can be redeemed at the end. So I'm like, we're done with Vader. Move on, move on. Yeah, I want to see the Emperor back. I'd like to see the Emperor or maybe even somebody who worked for the Emperor who survived. I mean, Luke Skywalker's wife in the Expanded Universe was Mara Jade, and she was known as the Hand of the Emperor, and she worked behind the scenes to do the stuff that he couldn't give to Vader. So I like that idea. That'd be a neat thing to see. Yeah, you know, that, that, that would be a neat thing to see. So we've got the comics coming out again. Uh, the, new, the new comic book series comes out in January. January for Marvel Comics, yeah. And that's going to be sort of like uh, set within the movie universe. Yeah, it's it's going to be the movie universe. It's going to deal with Luke, Han, and Leia, Lando, Chewie, the droids, all those familiar characters, and it's going to tightly tie into where this movie is. So I'm I'm really anxious about that. I mean, I have really mixed feelings. I really enjoyed what Dark Horse did. I mean, their stuff was phenomenal overall to the point where. Their stuff was so good, it was influencing George Lucas when he was making the prequels that um, blue uh, Twi'lek um, Jedi Knight, uh, Yala Sakura, mm. the blue Jedi with the red, uh, the blue tails on her head, yep. was a cover to one of the comic books. And Lucas saw it and went, wow, we should put that in the movie. And he did because it was that good. And she's one of the most iconic Jedi from the prequel movies that everybody just enjoys looking at. So big, big kudos to artist Jan DeSema for coming up with that. But... I'm I'm really interested to see what Marvel does. Very very interested. I, I'm interested, but I'm also hoping I'm hoping that uh, a lot of the tongue that 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 works on the uh, comics that Dark Horse jump ship to Marvel. I I can tell you they didn't. I know I don't know if some of them were offered. I know that some were, and they just said no. So Marvel's got a good good talent base. I'll give it that. Um, my big concern is that Marvel comics as a whole are just rather dark looking. There's nothing bright about most of the Marvel books. A lot of it's in shadows, which disappoints me. And, um, I'm hoping they don't do the same thing with, uh, Star Wars, but I don't think they will since Disney's really going to be, I mean, Disney does own Marvel comics, but Disney's really going to be on top of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm so like um, I'm kind of hoping that they, they that they're actually good, but that they actually grip me because I, I read a little bit of Dark Horse stuff. I've not read as much of it as you have because you've been reading it for the past twenty years. Yeah, I've been reading it since the well since they began. You know, which I think it began what when was it nineteen nineties? Ninety oh god ninety ninety two. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, because I, I, I basically uh, picked up a, a couple of the a couple of the trade paperbacks and that, that I that I got on my Kindle of the um, of, of the of the of the Emperor returning storyline when right. he possessed uh, Luke Skywalker and that um, I, I kind of got that and um, I also got the uh, V Star Wars. I've got every issue of that. I really oh yeah, that was that. good. That that was good. It was really, I really like the art and the fact that they that, that they were using all of McCreary's art for that as well. Right, and even the uh, the human characters in that story were really well painted. I mean, they look gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I was also really it was really cool that uh, Han Solo was a lizard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that showed up. I went, whoa! <laughs> I thought, whoa, you know, yeah. It's all like um, you know, if, if that's meant to be Harrison Ford. Shoot the artist. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Harrison going, thank God they went in a different direction. <laughs> well, well, what, what isn't Harrison Ford that, that famously said about George Lucas, uh, you, you can write this rubbish? <laughs> you see, yeah. he, he didn't understand the, uh, he didn't understand the, the dialogue. Right. Or something. I think it's a, they, he also said, him and, him and uh, Carrie Fisher both said, George Lucas directs two ways. Okay, do it faster. Okay, do it even more faster. <laughs> that's that's his directorial input during the making of the first Star Wars movie. Mm. Yeah, so I'm like, it, you know, it kind of shows now, you know, because Empire Strikes Back for me is, you know, is head 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 and heels above any of these Star Wars movies. It's so like it was better than A New Hope and better than Jedi. And it was way better than those three prequel trilogy movies. Luke Skywalker and Han Solo rescued the princess, destroyed the Death Star, but their story didn't end there. Now the 
creators of the biggest smash hit of all time bring you the next episode in the Star Wars saga, The Empire Strikes Back. The continuing story of our band of heroes, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, C-3PO, R2-D2, and Chewbacca. And introducing Lando Calrissian. It's an epic of romance. Of heroes and villains. A big, new, sprawling space adventure in the Star Wars saga, The Empire Strikes Back. Coming to your galaxy next summer. He brought in somebody else to punch up the script, and I think that's what helped. And that was, um, oh God, Lawrence Kasdan, who also uh, punched up the script for uh, the original Raiders of the Lost Ark. And he's also punched up the script for the J.J. Uh, Abrams one. Right, right. So as soon as I heard that, well, I wasn't too thrilled when I heard J.J. Abrams directing it, but when I heard Lawrence Kasdan was being brought in for the script, I thought, okay, that's you push me over. I'm I'm looking forward to the script now because he knows how to make this interesting. So, mm-hmm. well, I've got mixed feelings thing about J.J. Abrams. Basically, uh, the first Star Trek movie he did was okay. Right. He, you know, it wasn't great. It was okay. It was it was better than Nemesis, maybe, but you know. Oh, much better, much better than Nemesis. Or <laughs> you know, um, the, the whole the whole uh, engineering is now a brewery. Right. Stuff like that kind of showed, and also the uh, overusage of lens flares that I didn't particularly like. Right. In in the first one, but then he directs the second one, which was absolute shit. Yeah, that's the. I'm a major league Star Trek fan, and that's the only Star Trek movie I have not bought yet on DVD, and I don't know if I'm ever going to. I I own it, or I've not what I've not rewatched it. I I basically watched it in the cinema, and I've watched it once through. So I may as well not own the thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's 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 like uh, it's it's like one of them. Um, I mean, I've, I've, I've just picked up Guardians of the Galaxy today, which I'm going to watch in a bit. And oh. I'm probably going to watch that over and over and over again. Yeah. That's probably going to get a lot of, you know, I'm probably going to wear out the bloody, bloody CD. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just, um, it, it's just so like, uh, Into Darkness for me was just really poor. And what, what really annoys me is the mainstream and loved it. Well, I don't know if they loved it. It's now looked... It's very interesting. That movie... Um, I mean, it made money. It made enough to make another one, which they're supposedly rushing to do right now, though J.J.'s not involved with it, except producing. But um, Star Trek fans look at that very different... I mean, it ranks right down there at the bottom with Star Trek V for a lot of fans, which is very telling, I think. Yeah, but um, what, what I mean is the mainstream of it, as in the, the non-Star Trek fans, that the, these films have actually been yeah. made, you know, because, you know, the, the whole reason of rebooting it, um, you know, from, from Paramount's point of view, because I remember I was at a convention and I had somebody from Paramount Marketing come in, and he was saying the whole reboot is really about bringing, bringing the mainstream audience back into Star Trek. Because right. it's all like the mainstream audience left sometime round about First Contact. Right. And, and um, didn't, didn't come back. And the, the first film, it proved to do that. The second film did, did, it, did it as well. But the, the same mainstream audience absolutely adore the, the, the second film. and I know, think I think they liked it. I don't think they loved it as much as the first film. I mean, it... It's just, it was just not good. And and I'm worried about other J.J. Abrams stuff. My big problem with J.J. Abrams is when he's writing his own stuff or he comes in with ideas, he has a really good idea, but I really don't think he knows how to close out his idea. He doesn't know how to end things. And unless he's got a really good writer or team of writers around him, his movies generally end weekly in the final act. All of his movies do. And even his TV series, I mean, he lost control of Lost. He lost control of, um, oh, what's that movie? The Spy, 
Ben Affleck's wife, uh, Jennifer Garner, lost control of that series. Alias, yeah. Yeah, Alias. I mean, that thing started out strong as all hell and then just collapsed under the weight of itself. And um, what was the... Oh, God, I can't remember because I saw it just a couple, I saw it just a couple days ago. The J.J. Uh, Abrams movie that's like his Spielberg movie where there's the alien that's captured and trying to get home mm. with all the little metal bits. Um, uh, it was just complete... Oh, uh, Super 8. Oh, Super 8. I've, I've still not seen that. Yes, Super 8. Great idea, and it just collapses at the end. And um, this seems to be a pattern with him, in his, even his Mission Impossible movie. It collapsed in the end. So I'm I'm very nervous about this this trilogy that he's doing. Very very nervous just in that regards. But with Lawrence Kasdan attached, I'm I'm feeling a little more optimistic. But I'm just oh, I'm I'm worried about how much pull he has and if somebody's going to be able to stand up to him and say, JJ, this is just bad. I mean, nobody did that for Lucas on the first two Star Wars prequels. And I think that's why Phantom Menace was so bad is nobody was around to tell him no or gutsy enough to tell him no. So I'm hoping somebody is saying that to JJ. I, I don't think I don't think JJ's um, writing the movies. I think he's just directing them. Right, but I mean, every director puts their own little spin on. Well, this works as a story element. This doesn't. We need to fix that. I mean, there's always rewrites on a set, mm -hmm. but ooh, it just it just makes me nervous to no end. <laughs> yeah, but one, the one thing that might actually work in his favor is he's actually a Star Trek. Star Wars fan. Right, when right. Came, he is a yeah. When it came to Star Trek, he was never a Star Trek fan, so he was never he was never too invested in 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 in, in the canon of Star Trek. Right. You know. Um, whereas with Star Wars, he's probably going to be you know if he if he's half the fan that 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 you and I are. Right. You know, it, you know it stands to reason that he's gonna gonna be aware of enough of the canon in order to sort of maybe. Uh, hopefully do a good job of it and know when to leave it up to his writers. Right, right. Well, I'm hoping he does that. I mean, I'm hoping he's 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 making the type of movie that he as a fan would want to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, so like, um, I, I I'm hoping that too because it's um, it's it's certainly a uh, it's certainly good to it's going to be great to see Han Solo and and uh, and and Luke Skywalker return, e even though it's 30 years on. They're, they're, oh, yeah. they're, they're characters, you know, that we grew up with, and it'd be great to see them as grown-ups. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because when, when, just... we, when we were seven and eight years old when those films came out, they, they were sort of like, just like uh, our best friends that <laughs> we played oh, with. <laughs> oh, absolutely. My father says that my mouth was open the entire movie when I first saw it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I actually know someone that actually constructed their own lightsaber. <laughs> Um, but but I think he I think he went more towards the dark side. He was more into uh, he was more into Darth Vader and the Emperor and stuff <laughs> like that. So <laughs> well, that's not going to work out for him in the long run. Um, yeah, prob probably not. But you know, <laughs> it's but yeah, it's it's cool. I, I remember being in. Were you ever in the Star Wars fan club when you was a kid? Yes. Yeah, I was. I still have all my Bantha Tracks magazines. <laughs> oh man, I wish I still had them. Um, so I remember, I remember getting get, getting them and, and reading the announcements towards the uh, end of it. Because it only lasted a couple of years. The original official Star Wars fan club, didn't it? Yeah, it went out um, just after Jedi came out. I was into it. Um, before, during, and after Empire Strikes Back, and just before Jedi came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was, I was in, I was, I was into it about around the same timeline. And uh, one of the things I really, really remember is before before Return Jedi came out, about a year before, we sent these, um, you know, as part of the renewal membership pack, you sent these, um, these iron-on patches, yep. and they they had Revenge of the Jedi. Yep, yep. Which was was to be the original title of the film. I've still got that. <laughs> yeah, I've got mine too. I'm amazed I didn't have my mom put it on a jacket or something. I I I, I never did have have put it on the jacket. And I I I also remember the uh, the cool baseball shirt shirt that you got with the uh, with the Tuscan Raiders on it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know? um, I wish I still had that. I used to love that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I never took that shirt off. I loved it. I was It'd right. be worth a couple bucks yeah. now, that's for sure. I don't care how much it's worth. I just want to wear it. <laughs> yeah. I love that shirt. But um, yeah, so like that, that that was that that was back in the day when you know you, you didn't get your news from the from the internet. Because remember one of the last ones re reading about that where George Lucas revealed that the plan is for nine movies. 
right you know it, it sort of takes you back and it's it's, it's kind of like amazing that we're, we're, we're actually talking about this now 30 years on i know and, it's insane <laughs> you know and and they're only just getting round to making the seventh movie <laughs> Right, and they have plans now to make them all the way through, what, was it 2019 now with the two standalone movies as well? Yeah, I thought there were three standalones. Oh, you're right, there are three. Oh my god, that's right, because there's one in between each movie. Yeah, we get, we have a new Star Wars movie every year starting next year running through 2020. Mm. It makes makes you wonder what the uh, quality is going to be like and, uh, you know, will people get tired of it? Yeah, well, I mean, they're running off the Marvel Comics method, and so far that's working wonderfully for them, so... I wonder if there'd be some setup for the standalone movie in the uh, in the Abrams movie, like they're done with the Marvel. Stuff. Yeah, I, do, I don't know what they're going to do with that. I mean, I've heard all kinds of rumors to, like, a young Han Solo, a teenage Han Solo movie to a um, a Boba Fett movie, so I, I don't know what they would do. Yeah, I, I don't either, but, you know, I, it'd be cool to have a Boba Fett movie. Yeah, I, I, I think that go over like gangbusters myself mm, I, th- I think it'll go over that that would go over really well because uh, you know all you have to do is list anything to do with Boba Fett on eBay to know how popping it is and it's gone within sort of like 30 seconds oh yeah you know, anything to do with Boba Fett, gone. <laughs> yeah, matter of fact, when I was at uh, Disneyland yesterday, they had an entire um, shelf set up of nothing but Boba Fett baseball hats mm-hmm. and Boba Fett hoodies and sweaters, and I watched three of each sell while I was in there for like ten minutes. Mm, I actually, I've actually had breakfast with Boba Fett. Oh, Jeremy Bullock? Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, huh? I've, I've, I've had breakfast and and, uh, and and even dinner with him and um, and shared, shared, uh, shared cocktails with him. Oh, wow. <laughs> And you, and you live to tell the tale. Uh, yeah, I've, I've actually I've actually done that a couple of times. He's a really nice bloke. Yeah, I've, I've met him a couple of times. Matter of fact, the one of the few Star Wars things I actually am allowed to have hang in my house with my wife and children is I have a, a Dave Dorman Boba Fett print, um, and I got it signed by Dave Dorman, and I took it to a Star Wars convention and got it signed by Jeremy Bullock as well. Yeah, so like, uh, you do know that it was actually an episode of Doctor Who, don't you? Yeah, he was. I have that episode. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a first episode dealing with the Sontarans, and he played this Robin Hood-type character, and he was in tights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he actually was in tights as well. Yeah, and I can't imagine now at his age going, I can't believe I'm famous for wearing those tights and wearing a helmet. <laughs> yeah, well, he's probably, he's probably more more happy about the fact that he's, he's famous for wearing a helmet, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, the, the, the few times I've, I've met him, he's been a great ta- he's been a great guy. And the only reason I got, got to share cocktails with him was um, because I, I actually signed up for the VIP uh, pass. Oh wow! <laughs> at, at a convention, it cost cost me a bomb, but it was worth it because I got to meet all the guests before everybody else got to meet them. Yeah, that that's that's one of the benefits of those passes. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I'm hoping um, Mr. Bullock comes out. They're having the first um, Star Wars convention in uh, April of next year out here in California this time instead of Florida, so I won't have to fly to the East Coast this time. But um, yeah, just an hour, about an hour and a half from my house, they're going to have the next Star Wars convention next year. So I'm planning on going, and I'm hoping he's there and a lot of the other original uh, trilogy actors. Yeah, that that'd be cool. I mean, you know, so like um, something that Anthony Daniels has recently said in in a in, in one of his uh, it was a Twitter exchange actually, I think, and he says that uh, this new movie. Um, the Force Awakens. I don't like the title. Yeah. Um, is is um, you know could well be as good if not surpass Empire. I saw that too. Yeah, I was like, oh, Anthony, what are you saying? <laughs> I, I, I was just so like, I thought, mm, yeah, right. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, oh, don't raise my hopes so high, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's, it, it's you know, it's quite a big statement to make that because Empire is the one that everyone that that everyone loves, even people that are not are not 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 big Star Wars fans. They they all they all go back to Empire, right? And that had Lawrence Kasdan on it as well. So I'm hoping. <laughs> and and it's it's also the only Star Wars film up until now that wasn't actually directed by George Lucas. Well, he also didn't. He didn't direct um, Return of the Jedi either. Did he not? Nope, that was a different guy. I thought he did because I, I felt that Return of the Jedi was actually the weakest of the original trilogy. No, that was a different director. I can't think of his name. He directed the movie um, Eye of the Needle, starring Donald Sutherland. Mm-hmm. And um, the director of Return of the Jedi has a cameo. Do you remember the part where um, 
the uh, two-legged um, transport, the Imperial Walker was walking about, and the two Ewoks jump in with Chewbacca. Yep. Yeah, the director is the first guy beaten down by the Ewoks. All oh, right, well, so like, um, that was a much-deserved beatdown then. <laughs> <laughs> He'd been yudnubbed. <laughs> yeah. you, you got what you deserved. Go direct another movie. <laughs> you are not worthy. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, we, we kind of covered gaming, we covered comics, covered a bit of Rebels. Is, is there anything else Star Wars related that you're really looking forward to? Wow. Um, I'm just looking forward to next year. I mean, I haven't been this excited about a movie coming out since, um, well, since the J.J. Abrams Star Trek reboot. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, I have I'm, I'm got a mixture of um, of fear and joy at the same time. I want it to be good. I'm hoping it doesn't go Jar Jar Banks, and I'm sure it won't. But um, I'm just looking forward because I know every month something's going to be revealed just a little bit more. So I'm looking forward to the whole year for Star Wars for next year. Me too. I mean, I, I'm actually hoping that it's is that it, that it can be as good as um, Guardians of the Galaxy was. Oh yeah, That's if it if it's good as Guardians, will be will be great for. Ever. Because for me, Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't know whether you'd agree with me, uh, but when I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy, I went out with the same feeling that I left the theatre with as a seven-year-old kid that I'd just seen Star Wars. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. It's, it's the first film that I've seen in a, wi- in, in a while that had that effect on me. I mean, I even like that I even liked that one that uh, with, with the giant with the giant robots last year, the Yeagers, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. I thought that was a fantastic film oh yeah that's I, I loved i love pacific rim i love that movie to death it's just it's everything the little five-year-old boy inside of me loves to see yeah giant giant robots beating up monsters and i've just recently seen godzilla oh yeah and you know to be honest it, it i think it got it got hammered didn't it godzilla it, it like, made no it made a ton of money and they're making a sequel i really hated that movie <laughs> i i i actually thought it was a um, I thought it was okay. I didn't love it. And I, I don't know who directed that movie, but he's supposed to be directing one of the Star Wars standalone movies as well. Oh, God. Yeah, that was my comment. So I was like, oh, no. So hopefully hopefully the Disney machine has got him coming up to speed on how to, how to tell a story in a movie. No, but, but, um, I think I think they should just get Edgar Wright to direct one. I'd be down with that. No. <laughs> He's not doing Ant-Man anymore, so yeah, bring him in. Yeah, but w- would Disney bring him in given given that the whole, whole Ant-Man debacle sort of thing? I, don't, I, don't, I think, I think there, was a, there was a bit of a clash there of styles. Well, I'm thinking after um, James Gunn on Guardians and him running to Wright's defense after he left Ant-Man, I think they'd bring him back in. Okay, well, let's that, hope they, they do. Um, I think I think that's about a wrap on this uh, Star Wars special. Um, I, are you prepared to come back in maybe six months' time and we'll record another one? You know. Oh, absolutely. And then, and then what we can do is we can maybe record another one when, once we've both seen the film. Oh, yeah, and I'll, I will be one of those older men in line for the midnight show when it comes out. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we... Uh, I'm not sure if we actually have midnight shows here. It's um, I think that's actually kind of like just an American thing. Although we do have people queuing up for iPhones in this country and uh, video games <laughs> up till midnight. And I just think people like that crazy <laughs> <laughs> they think the same thing about us here when it comes to movies but yeah I'll, I'll definitely be in line to see that okay well we, we'll do another one of these in six months and then another one after the movie I, I think it's, it's okay always, great and, you know because I, I love doing these Star Wars specials and it's, it's always a universe that I want to revisit yeah <laughs> so on, on that I'm, I'm, I'm just going to sign this thing off so it's, it's goodbye from us until next time <laughs>